Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Sekoler Medley Team, Remax Properties East, and the Louisville Real Estate Show. Hope you're staying warm. What a crazy couple of weeks we've had. Cold, hot, cold, hot, freezing cold. And here we are just in the second week of uh, February thereabouts. And my goodness. Well, coming up on this show, we have got some 10 things to buy if you're always cold. I'll tell you a story about... What happened to me just uh, in a couple of minutes? First, let me just tell you, this is a very special show. We looked at our schedule, and we found out we've done more than 200 shows since we started doing the Louisville Real Estate Show on News Radio 840 WHAS. So we look back at some of the questions that we get common, some that are unusual. We figured let's take a best of and put some of these together to kind of give you a recap of some of the things we've seen and heard and, and talked about. That's uh, coming up in a minute in the studios who will be answering these calls. Randy Rocky from Swan Financial at 645-0736. Kevin Dissler over at Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. And Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. So that gives you an idea of some of the people who will be participating in answering uh, these questions. But now let me just tell you why we're going to talk a little bit about 10 things to buy if you're always cold. So... You may have heard uh, in the past I've talked about Sandy and I have uh, adopted a little German Shepherd puppy, Chloe, who's fabulous, who's just a, a puppy. And so I'm wearing this very warm coat that I bought last year that's in great condition until Chloe decides to jump up and, yes, bites, well, teeths on my arm, which rips a hole, and then I've got down feathers flying everywhere. So that coat is no good. I tried gluing it, just didn't work, and just had to get into it. So I went to a local store, bought a what I thought was a really decent uh, coat, brand name, and the guy says, yeah, this is a great coat, and so I wore it out on a colder day, and it was, I was freezing, and it wasn't even that cold. It wasn't like the sub-zero weather that we had gotten a couple of weeks ago. So go back to the store, figure, I'd like the coat, I'll keep it, I'll get another one. So I got one, they said, I need the warmest coat. So I got another one. Luckily, they were on sale. Yes, I'm shopping sales. And this new one really does keep me warm. But it started me thinking, how cold was I and how difficult that is? So we started thinking about all right, some of the things that we might be able to use to help us with regards to staying warm, which is why we're, we've got these 10 items. So if you're like me and you're always cold, here's some things. Here's one. We'll start and, and we'll sprinkle these through the entire show here. For example, if you love coffee or even hot cocoa, you can keep your beverages warm from the driveway to wherever you're going with a heated travel mug. It plugs into the cigarette lighter. So you bring the cup, you plug it in. It keeps it hot, whether it's coffee, tea or um, cocoa. And it's uh, it's spectacular. So that one is available, just so you know, it's, it's a little pricey, 50 bucks at uh, Sharper Image. I don't even know if there's a, still a Sharper Image around, but you could always go to a local box store or Amazon is always the fail-safe to go back to. And uh, this one was 50 bucks. I bet you can get it uh, less expensive, a heated travel mug. All right, back to more of those in a moment. First, let's take a look at at least one of the calls that we received over the past four-plus years in doing this show. This one had to deal with 
something we hope we never come across as a real estate agent, a house that may have been used for drugs. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekulder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, Bob. I got a question. Yeah. I'm looking to buy a house, and I have a concern that the house had some drug usage in there. What should I be looking for? Mm. And are there any other concerns I need to look out for? Well, okay. So there are a number of questions that are being raised, and this could happen to anybody. Chuck, you want to start with uh, why, if, if it's a suspected drug house? Well, yeah, when, if they're cooking meth or something like yeah. that, it gets into the drywall. Uh, I understand there's quite a few health issues with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I really wouldn't know how to tell if somebody was cooking meth in a house, though. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, can yeah, you, you tell? You, you, well, there's a test you can do for it. Fortunately, in our area, it's not a big, right now at least, it's not a big deal. I, I have some friends uh, out in Colorado, one guy in particular has a very big inspection company. They do a tons of meth testing. Well, I was thinking I, I know. Colorado. I, 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 yeah, I gonna oh, yeah, man, yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, there are some, there are tests you can, that can be run for meth testing, for uh, its meth testing to see if, I, if, the, if it's in the drywall, it's in mm-hmm. other parts of the home. And yeah. for other types of drugs, is there anything that we are concerned about? Well, I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, if the feds picked you up and you're, you're um, yeah. <laughs> they've confiscated <laughs> yeah. you. But that's the stuff title exam will pick up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's funny. We did a closing one time, uh, or tried to do a closing on a, uh, it was just a small home, just you know, $70,000 out in one of the counties, and and there was $3 million worth of liens on it. Uh, what had happened was they got caught, uh, the government uh, convicted them, and then uh, uh, figured out how much they were growing, the street value, and how much they would have made, and then taxed them accordingly Wow! and slapped a lien on the property. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff will come up with a title exam, you'll know real quick. <laughs> Quickly, yeah, I should say. Yeah, so, but you have to disclose, I believe, in the disclosure, it asks yeah, if meth, yeah, if yeah. you have any knowledge of. I, I would, however, uh, suggest that if I were a uh, meth dealer, I yeah. might not answer that question <laughs> <Yes>. truthfully. <laughs> oh, you're not actually advising. <laughs> Are you advising? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I, I, I was speaking as of the hypothetical, hypothetical meth dealer's yeah, right, inability yeah. to be but, truthful. Yeah, I was some of you knock on the door. Yeah. Mr. Crosby, come with us, please. Right. Yeah, we don't want to do that. That question actually goes back to uh, January of 2017, and it's a fear that we face as real estate agents all the time that someone has been doing something nefarious like uh, drug cooking of something, meth, whatever, and that it's actually tainted the walls and created a bigger problem. If you are thinking about selling your house, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you want a copy, really, it's quite simple. Send me an email, bob at com, and put selling tips in the subject line. Again, it's free, no obligation. It's got a lot of help, and uh, we are looking to see, by the way, this year being an incredible year for selling homes. Our biggest problem for myself and my team is that we keep selling the homes that we have listed. So if you're thinking about selling, by the way, which this reminds me, call me because we would love to help you. That phone number is 376-5483. All right. Many of us think about when we're selling our home, how is it going to work between going from the house you're selling to the house you're buying, especially if you have pets or if, in fact, you've got two, three, four kids. But imagine if you've got nine kids. How do you make that transition? That was a question we had back in March of 2015. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. 
Bob. This is Nancy Benura. Hey. You know, we have nine kids, and what? how do we make this transition smooth between buying and selling our house? We, we've got the whole Benura family with us today. So, all right, so let's start with um, how we make this transition smooth. Nine kids, congratulations. God bless you. You are keeping this earth populated, and we love you for it. So... Here's the thing. There's a couple of things that can be done to smooth out the transition. The first thing is what we refer to in years ago as a, ago as a bridge loan. Not as popular today. Randy, I'm not sure that you even do these anymore at this point, but they are out there. Yes. And what you're doing in a bridge loan basically is you are, you've got a house that you already own, and you are borrowing against the equity of that home to use as money to purchase Another home. The negative is you're paying, in many cases, dual payments, dual mortgage payments. But it allows you to transition smoothly from one home to another and not pull your hair out, turn gray, or in my case, both, like <laughs> me. So you, that's one option. But the other option is to, do, to put a contingency offer in on the home that you want Put your home on the market that you own in that, and put it at a reasonable rate that you basically the realtor you're working with has come up with a, a good rate you think it's going to sell at this point and make sure there are no problems with it. And so you got a contingent offer and the only risk you've got is if the home you want to buy gets another offer that's non-contingent, the chances are you're going to lose that home. I hate this type of thing because in a contingency scenario, the chances of you breaking your heart and not having your home sold in time to be able to buy without the contingency on the next home is great. Though I've seen some amazing things. You know, we, we say up there, the, the, the man or woman above, up, up up there in the sky who looks over all of us, I've seen things where they another offer comes in and that day uh, on a second home, on the first home, an offer comes in and they can remove the contingency and move forward. So someone over overhead, as we all know, is looking over us and keeping us safe. But I would tell you... It's just simply a matter of timing, pricing correctly, looking at all your options. And then the other thing I would tell you to do if you're looking to move, especially with a family like yours, is to have a backup plan, uh, homes of number one, two, and three positions, so that if home number one sells, you're ready to go to home number two or number three. It's the best way to ensure that you're not disappointed, and that's the goal of, uh, of all agents in our city. We've got great agents in this city, and thank goodness. Yes, Randy. And we do a lot of simultaneous closings with you. Yes. You know, with, uh, it's, it's very common that you will close your house in the morning and then an hour later close. On the second home. The second home. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about working it smoothly. Luckily, in, I've got the secret weapon in my office, my office manager, Lisa yeah. Clyer, who is an absolute, absolute amazing lady, and we really love her to death. Anybody who's worked with our office knows how great Lisa is. And again, that was back in... Uh, 2015, and just an update for you, not only did we find Nancy another home big enough for her family with the nine kids, but it all went very smoothly, and they're living there very happily. You know, I'm looking back, uh, January 30th of this year, just a couple of weeks ago, remember the temperatures dipped down to about zero, well, two, three degrees at zero, and how cold a lot of us were? So this goes back to the 10 things or so that you can buy if you're always cold. Another thing would be a heated mattress pad. Some of you may have them already, but think about this. I know my wife is constantly uh, warm and I'm cold because I sleep closer to the windows. And I was thinking about this the other night. A heated mattress pad may be exactly what I need for my side. And they're available, again, Amazon, great place. Uh, this one I was looking at had for like 65 bucks. You can buy it online. And I think that's for two people. I'm only looking for one for my side to keep me warm. But just think about that, a heated mattress pad. 
Incidentally, if you are thinking about building a home, and a lot of people are because there's not enough inventory out there right now, we are seeing homes that are selling between, let's say, $50,000 and $300,000. There's less than a two-month supply of those homes. We're looking for them all the time to help list and sell. But if you're thinking about building, whether it's $300,000 or up, may we suggest that you check out Claymont Springs in Oldham County. They offer gently rolling streets, a wide selection of flat and walkout, treed lots. There's city sewers, underground utilities, and this just may be the place. It's a wonderful neighborhood to raise a family in. In addition to award-winning Oldham County schools, it's really close to uh, Interstate 71 at Exit 14, and you'll enjoy grocery shopping, stores, post office, all from just a great, convenient location to be able to travel back into the city if that's where you're going to work. Once again, the name of the place is Claymont Springs. Contact me or contact your agent if you've got one and ask them about Claymont Springs. All right. The next question we had, and this goes back to something a lot of us see on the TV on a regular basis, the teeny home show where the homes have gotten smaller. We get calls about what to do if those teeny homes start popping up in your neighborhood. Good morning. Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show. Rob, how can we help you? somebody who's trying to buy an empty lot in my neighborhood and I know they're planning to subdivide it out and put a bunch of tiny houses on it. Can they do it? Is it right? What does it do to property values? So Kevin, subdivide in a subdivision, I would think it has to go planning and zoning and uh, and beyond. What, you, yeah, the you first know. step, you'd have to get a minor subdivision plat prepared. Then you'd have to go downtown. You have various governmental agencies that have to approve it. Uh, and there's all types of rules and regs. So the person buying the lot could very well start to go through that process. But there are some protections in place for neighbors. I think he just needs to keep a good eye on it. And if need be, if they really want to contest it, he can talk to some of his neighbors and put together a little bit of a fund and perhaps fight it if he likes. Planning and zoning for the county that he lives in, contact them, let them know that there might be some concern there and he'd like to be kept apprised of what's going on? Correct. And you may have a subdivision that says, you know, minimum lot size is a third of an acre. And if this gentleman wants to put them on a quarter acre, well, then you could say, okay, that's going to diminish the value of the neighborhood. And, you know, you'd have to have some logical, um, uh, uh, reasonable basis for your objections to doing it. It's just that if you have a, na- have a neighborhood of a certain uh, character, mm-hmm. you want to preserve that as sure. well. As possible. Sure. And I'm sure the Planning and Zoning Commission understands that and will protect the rights of those who are already there. Well, especially in Jefferson County. They're, they're very oriented towards neighborhoods. And, and again, if you're just one voice, mm-hmm. um, they, they somehow um, can... Um, Discount that a bit, but yeah. if you have your neighbors all together as a unified front, they do listen. Yeah, no, good good information. Rob, hopefully that will help. And that question goes back to August of 2016, and we still get a lot of questions about zoning and problems. And what I would tell you, your first defense is to contact an attorney, and we've got a bunch of them, and a lot of them will help you free of charge, just give you advice. Call me. I'll give you the name of our attorneys that we work with on a regular basis that are participating on our show. That's Bob Sekulder at 376-5483. You know, we're very proud of the reviews we get. All of our agents and myself, we strive to make sure that we help our clients as much as possible. If you'd like to read some of the reviews that we get, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Or if you'd like to see some of the reviews, Go to LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com or LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. We make it very easy. All right. So another thing on the 10 things to buy if you're always cold, especially in this cold winter. How about heated lotion dispenser? 
If by chance you are tired of shivering every time you put some of the lotion on, uh, here's something that really might help you. It's a, an ingenious invention, and it revitalizes dry skin all on the go. You just add your favorite lotion to a dispenser reservoir. In two minutes, you have a soothing lotion that moisturizes and, in fact, is warm. You can get these heated lotion dispensers for about 22 bucks. Again, check on Amazon, check local stores. It's a great thing to have. When we come back, more of the 10 things that you need to buy if you're always cold like me, especially here in the month of February 2019 with as bad as the weather has been. We'll take a break in the studios from past shows, more than 200 of the shows we've done on 840-WHAS. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial at 645-0736. Kevin Disler at 895-9900. Great folks over at Pitt & Frank Attorneys. And Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. We are back. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sokoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, celebrating 200-plus shows that we've done on this radio station. Randy Rocky, Kevin Disler, Chuck Crosby, among the people who are contributing to this show. We thank Barbara Corcoran, who is one of my mentors. If you want to talk about the Guaranteed Sell Program or our instant offer, just give me a call at 376-5483. We come out, we arrive at a price, we list it. Never extra fees. You can cancel at any time with our guaranteed sale program. Again, the phone number is 376-5483. All right, back to the phones in a moment with regards to some of the 200-plus shows, some of the interesting calls that we've received. One of the things that 
we are talking about this show is how to keep warm. And here's one that kind of threw me for a loop. Heated slipper boots. Apparently, they're rechargeable. They're available at Brookstone. And I guess you can also look them up online. Heated slipper boots. They recharge for about 70 bucks, and they will keep your feet nice and warm. All right. We get a lot of calls about closing costs, problems with mortgages. This call came in a couple of years ago, and I think it expresses the aggravation a lot of home buyers and sellers have with the big bank mortgage companies around the country. Good morning, Bob Sekola, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hi, Bob. This is Brad. Uh, I live in New York. Um, my son just bought an apartment, and uh, everything went well, and it's a success. But here, here's my frustration that I don't understand. They give you an approximate rate, and then you proceed to go through the process. And the amount of paperwork, and the amount of time, and the amount of emails, and the amount of questions, questions about what was this deposit made back in August, what was this deposit, this piece of paper, it goes on and on and on. Meanwhile, you don't even have the rate until you're ready to lock in. So it's impossible to kind of get two or three deals working at the same time to pick the best possible rate. We didn't really have an opportunity to go to other places and other banks because of the amount of paperwork we got caught up in. So what's the story about that, Bob? So I would tell you there, Brad, let's bring Randy in here. And the frustration I hear in Brad's voice is copied throughout a lot of buyers. And Randy, this is not at your feet because you're just you're just part of the, the solution. It's the government, it's the banking industry in whole that's created all this paperwork. So let's start with a good faith estimate. Let's start there. Is that still available under TRIP? Uh, yes, it's a loan estimate now. It's called an LE. Um, and in his scenario, what I find fascinating is that what, what you should be able to do is lock your rate in once you uh, give your W-2s and they pull your credit. I think in, I think what the what possibly could have happened in this scenario is, is that they literally said, okay, we have to have all your information. We got to do all, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It got them deep in the process and then gave them a rate, which is, which is very, to me, very unethical. So that is a really good warning sign for any potential buyers. If you're going to call and ask for an LE now, it's, what does it stand for? Loan estimate. A loan estimate. Well, they got to change the acronyms, right? So an LE, a loan estimate, I would always, and I've suggested in the past, that the buyers call three banks on any one given day because the rates are possibly going to change, but the closing costs shouldn't. But by calling that, asking for an LE, they should put that in writing, correct? Send it to you as an email or a fax? That is correct. And I, I would not do that until you actually have a contract. As long as you have a pre-qualification letter, until you actually have a contract, I would not get the three LEs and I would do them in the same day. No question. I mean, you can call and prep the three uh, mm -hmm. people that you're going to use and get estimates from, hey, I'm going to be coming with a contract in two days. And then you should be able to lock immediately. I mean, within but seconds. You could hear, I mean, you really could listen to the frustration in, in Brad's voice. That th And I hear this day in and day out from a lot of buyers all over all over Louisville and all over the country that they're dealing with all this minutia of paperwork and they're asking why? What, what are you digging for? And I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, that this is being... the, the 
the pendulum has swung to be more conservative because of the loan debacle and the problems that the banking industry left and felt in 2007 and beyond. Am I right? That is correct. That's exactly what happened. So what they're trying to do is prevent any potential problems costing the banks money and underwriters and the investors who are loaning the money problems down the road. Well, they are, but it, but again, what's sad about that scenario is is then he used that as an excuse not to lock his loan, and then you get into the process. It's it, it's a very simple process. When you get a contract, sincerely, you already have prepped the three people you want to get an estimate from, and you should be able to, within an hour, hour and a half, know who you're going to go with. All right, so let's recap for all potential buyers here. The first thing you want to do is make some calls. Now, we've got a list of lenders. Randy and Swan is, uh, is one of them, great lenders, but you want to, I always believe in dealing with somebody locally as opposed to on Line. And the reason is, if for some reason, Randy or whomever you chose would have created a problem, I want to be able to go in with our buyers and go face to face and say, what happened? If you use some of the online companies, you don't have that option. And you may not even be able to get that person because they may have been fired and another person's in their spot. So that's the first thing. So make the calls, prep, get that ready, and then find that house. Then that when you've got a contract, you go to the lender that you're going to choose, and you can go back again and check for those three banks or others yeah. and ask for an LE, the loan estimate, estimate, right? And then at that point, you make your decision, lock in, and then be prepared because if there's any discrepancy, Brad, and this is where I think Randy was alluding to, if there's any discrepancy or even if the loan officer thinks there might be a problem, they're going to ask for more and more and more information so they can document it so that both the underwriter and the investor who ends up loading the money are all on board that there won't be a problem at the 11th hour. That is correct. Now, what we do is we give you a pre-qualification letter, and we also tell you we start gathering all your docs to try to avoid those situations. But you're more than welcome when you get an actual contract from you, Bob, mm -hmm. or whoever we're dealing with, that you can you can take that information and go somewhere else with it. But we do pre-underwrite the file before they even actually get a contract on on, on, on a house. Do all banks and mortgage companies do that? Absolutely not. Not So that's an advantage that Twan's got. Yes. Okay. I don't want to sound like a commercial, but really, listen, it's for the benefit of the buyers, you want somebody who's going to do the job. Kev? Well, I just had one question because we used to have situations in the past where people will go online to, to certain companies, which we may not want to mention, but they would take that lead and send it out to five or six different lenders. Yeah. And that there'd be six or seven credit inquiries, which then, does that have an adverse impact on the credit score? That's a good question. It can, but in, in, in a lot of scenarios, if you get one lending, if 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 Supposedly now, if you know it's coming from a lender, then it's not going to affect your credit anymore if you get it pulled two or three times. But I, I don't know that. That's a great question. That's kind yeah. of well, the, everybody it, it has come up in the past that. a little yes. bit. Yes, yeah. and and it does seem to have a different. Everybody has a different opinion yes. of whether it has an impact or not. And that goes back that question to December of 2015. More recently, what I think a lot of lenders are doing is what's called a soft pull, so it doesn't impact your credit rating. Ask the lender you're talking to to do a soft pull. All right, try to keep a warm. Some other suggestions for you: heated blankets. Pretty much, we get that. Portable electric fireplaces. That also can help. How about a mug warmer, which might also be inexpensive, but keeps your coffee or cocoa or tea warm and only about eight bucks on Amazon. Look for mug warmers. If you're thinking about selling your home or the home that you are in and own has been on the market and did not sell, we can help. Go to LouisvilleHouseDoctors.com or LouisvilleHouseDoctor.com. 
And yes, we make house calls and we can help. All right, back to the phones. One of the questions we get from a lot of people around the country who live near golf courses is this. Hi, Bob. This is Penelope. Yeah. I live on a golf course. Who is responsible for my windows if one of the golfers accidentally hits it with their ball? I just wonder whose responsibility that is, mine or theirs. Penelope, uh, in my opinion, uh, it is the responsibility of the person who hits the ball into your window to pay for it. However, that can be uh, a mixed bag because if they're not there when you get home and find your window broken uh, they're probably unless they left you a note <laughs> you're probably not going to know who it was uh, and then of course it's going to turn to you to contact your homeowners association I mean your homeowners insurance company and see if they'll pay it yeah I don't know if they're going to pay it though but I think you may be because the deductible alone for one window you know the window would cost maybe 300 bucks if it's a, an, a nice house and certainly the deductible is going to be 250 500 bucks right Kev? Well, I think the golf course probably has some insurance as well, because usually uh, w- when you spray golf balls around, you, you tend not to usually leave notes. You, you tend to kind of like quietly walk away. Or so ride your golf car- cart away. As fast as you can. You not be- suggesting that you do that, however. But you really think the golf course has insurance on this? I believe most of them do. But, you know, you have questions There's like easements that some of the houses have that are right on the fairway. Yeah. And- it, it, it gets a little complex at times, but you got homeowner's insurance. Let let them deal with it and try to figure out who to get the money from. And we thank Kevin Dissler for that information. Also, Lee Harris was here with that help as well over at Limestone Title and Escrow. We also thank all of our other participants of our show, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. Every Sunday morning from 830 to 9, we answer your questions. If you need to sell your home, do not hesitate to give me a call. Bob Sekola at 376-5483. Out of time, see you next Sunday, right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.